2: You're
3: on the air. This is Manchester Radio Online. Manchester Radio.
1: This is your Manchester, your music.
3: Manchester Radio's ethos is to support unsigned and emerging new talent. If you would like to get played on Manchester Radio, email info at
1: ManchesterRadio.co.uk. This is your Manchester, your music there's something about manchester the world's first
0: professional football league was established here
1: right around the world right around the clock
4: you're listening to the football man cave radio show live from the city of the footballing universe manchester hello good evening i am ian foran this is the football man cave show and we are live for the next two hours on manchester radio we're going to kick off the show with our spotlight artist Murder on the Airwaves, and their latest release, Porn.
1: Right around the world, right around the clock.
4: Right, that was a uh, murder on the airwaves. Uh, their new release, Pawn, kicking off the show. Local Manchester band as well, so make sure you go and check them out. Um, it's at official mota uk. Right across their socials, uh, you can get them on all streaming platforms. If you want to kick off the show as well, if you're an up and coming band, if you're a local band, then um, get in touch. Ian Foran at manchesterradio.co.uk. Or simply give us a DM. Right, we're here. I am here with my co-host, Mr. Martin Love. How are you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're, we've started. We're all right. We're live. We're in the show.
3: I know. It's mad, isn't it, now? Yeah. We've been doing all the rehearsals, getting ready. Yeah. Pilots. I know. I
4: know we're here. And we're also um, joined today by Radcliffe Chairman... Paul Lilton, how are you doing Paul, you alright bud? I'm very well, thanks yeah, nice to be here, thanks for inviting me Nice little trip out as well, it's shame not it's right. not a bit warmer
0: to be fair, it's freezing outside I know. It? I know, I nearly got blown here to be fair <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was, yeah it's, it's nice to be out and about, it's uh, not happened often. No, that's the thing <laughs> So we'll be chatting about Radcliffe,
4: and we'll chatting about non-league a little bit later on Now, uh, we want to get you involved in the show So have a look at us through our socials, we're on Instagram, Twitter and uh, Facebook Just search Football Man Cave um, and post and comment underneath the uh, the post that's just gone up what we'll I get your views if you've got any questions for Paul fire them at us and um at half time we're gonna have some song requests as well so if you want some songs playing then um let us know so let's start off a little bit Paul you're um on the board at the Northern Premier League I am how has that been
0: it's been interesting has it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah certainly uh didn't expect when I uh join the board to be uh, involved in some of the decisions we've had to make recently. That's for sure. It's been uh, it's been an incredible time for football, um, as it has been for everything. Let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been difficult and uh, to try and find the right ways forward through all this. And I think that um, it's impossible to always please everybody. Yeah. Um, but we've we've you know I can I can hold my hands up and say we've tried our best to do everything right and and do everything that we can for everyone. And it's it, it's you know. We've, some of it's been forced on us. Most of it's been forced on us, uh, and certainly the, the the ending of the season this time round again again we've had no real, real decision around or choice about. So it, it's it's about giving people the opportunity to build for next year now and yeah. uh, and, and helping support them do that.
4: I mean, two seasons obviously have both been guttailed. Yeah. It must have been. Was it was it a tougher decision this time than it was last season?
0: No, I think it's two different decisions. I think I think they were both equally tough. I think um i think last last season it was it was we were all in a little bit of shock i think and and really just the there was the fear around everything at that point in time was pretty high and and we had to make the decisions that we felt were were right for for the health of the the nation really in in terms of you looking at with a wider football world but um but this time around it was a lot more complicated and a lot more political and a lot more tricky um because you know we we'd started the season in a, in a good place thinking you know we were all in summer we were in, we were in a bit of a false sense of security weren't we I yeah. think everybody and we were thinking mm, you know we're going to we're going to get away with this now we're back on we've gone we're past all all of that and we're going to get a season in we might see some stops but we, we thought on the whole yeah we thought we were alright And um, but as we got into winter uh, it became apparent that uh, that, that wasn't going to be the case and um and and, and when, when the, the state home order came in that really was the death knell there and then if I'm honest yeah. um, you know but we have to go through the motions because there's rules There's you know the, you, you can't just change the rules I mean you look at the the, 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 the National League now and the, the, some of the struggles they're having with their teams um, you can't just rip the rule book up uh, because if you do then the next time something odd happens the expectation is going to be well, we'll rip the rule book, rule yeah, book yeah, yeah. up yeah. So, so you've got to go through the motions but really if I think if we're all honest I think once that that sort of ended that November lockdown came in I think uh, I think we all knew the right was on the wall
4: yeah um, a guy who's been able to play football because you're is it walking football you're playing it.
3: well no I played, I'm playing the over 35s at the minute so
4: what was that like coming back obviously football not played it for umpty back time. Uh, well
3: it, to, for me it wasn't too bad because I, I like to try and stay in shape and stay and stay, in a, stay well stay in a good in a good place really um, but for some of the guys, they were struggling a little bit. Everybody was everybody was keen to was get it? back in. They couldn't wait. I mean, that
4: it, first five it, minutes, of it they're just going well. Yeah, it? yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I think just before that, in the WhatsApp group in the night before, people just dropping messages saying how how ready they are, and then somebody would drop a message at one in the morning. They couldn't sleep, right? You know, and stuff like that. It was just it was just good. And then when we when we got there yesterday. And we walked out, it was, at, it was at Mosley where we played the game. It was just, it was just good. Like, everybody was just excited to be back on the pitch and playing football again. Even the referee was doing somersaults. You know, really? <laughs> <the air>. so, <laughs> bet some aching bodies today though, Yeah, I
4: they? was going to say, I, be, I, I, bet, I bet some people are sore today. I bet they bought <laughs> a day off.
3: Well, the, the WhatsApp group's been quiet, so As <laughs> <I've> been, <is. laughs> been asleep, not
2: they?
4: Right, what we're going to get into is Radcliffe. We're going to play uh, Place Your Hands by Reef, and then we're going to get into a bit of Radcliffe talk, because it's quite an exciting future coming up so yeah look at us on the social media instagram twitter facebook at football Man Cave, right across the scope get involved on the post it says what do you think put your comments below um, we're going to be talking about Radcliffe after this we are going to be having a chat about breaking news or social media rumours whichever one you want to look at it uh, David De Gea and obviously Sergio Aguero go in so but first off let's get into Radcliffe what's going on it's exciting
0: Plenty. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose the one thing about having all this lockdown is it gives you a chance to uh, look at how you can develop, doesn't it? So, we've been on that kind of path for a good few years, um, looking to develop every year, improve all the time, and I suppose now is not uh, you know no different really. Um, so, the major kind of advancement we've made in this, in this period of time while we've not been playing football is we've we've through. Joining with the uh, the Berry Council, the the Football Foundation, and um, the Lancashire County FA, we've managed to secure a one um, and a half million pound development over um, on our junior site across the road to to build a four G complex. Really, so yeah, yeah, it's it's massive. It's, I mean, it's huge it's for this. It's a
4: huge field that as well, isn't it over there? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it won't even take up, you know. It'll only take up a portion of it, and yeah. and and the juniors can still play on grass pitches there as well. But it it just takes us to the next level as a club, you know. You know, not only is the development arm uh, in the juniors able to 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 you know increase participation and look mm. like you know and, and operate as a better entity, uh, it also sets us on our path to full time football, and that's really an important part. Which is you know, if we get out of this division and get ourselves into the to, to the national league um we're going to have to start making some serious decisions yeah. and 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 having a site of high quality of your own um is important when you make those decisions so yeah it's it's really exciting so we're hoping that I mean obviously covid's going to slow it down a little bit but we're hoping that this time next year we might be uh, we might be looking at a, a, a new facility there so it'd be a new 4g brand new pavilion uh, extended car parking and just landscape to be to be smart and then obviously branded up as uh, also so that we're we're kind of spreading our wings into the into mm. the community and into the and using up the sites and 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 becoming a bigger entity in the or, it, it, as an organisation. So it's, it's brilliant.
4: Um, you mentioned going full time. Was that something that's always been planned, or is it just kind of come about and thought that that should be? A decent route as such, because South Shields have just
0: done it, haven't they? They have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's always on the map There's no doubt about that. It's it's part of, of the natural progression. Um, it's a matter of how quickly you can get to the point where you've got the difficult decision to make. <laughs> um, South Shields, you're right, have just just announced this this summer that they're well in this time ready for into the summer that they're going to go full time. Um, and they've they've been in a hybrid model uh, right. for the last couple of seasons. And you know, I've got an element of sympathy for an organisation like South Shields who have been really pushing trying to get out and really make something of themselves as a club and they've got they've got a great backer in Jeff Thompson and he's 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 a brilliant bloke um and he knows what he wants for his football club and he's got the money to back it up mm. um so they've been trying to to move it and then obviously these last two seasons have just really kicked them in the teeth so I think this is probably you know not many people if any ever or any clubs um have probably ever been full time in, in 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 step 3 before yeah
4: I said to you before, don't mention steps. <laughs> just tell me what league you're in. <laughs> I get so confused with these steps, mate. In
2: the,
0: in the, in the Northern Premier League. Yeah. When he, uh, when he heard, I thought that's a, that's a big shout out. It? It's huge. It is. Yeah. And and but it's it's it, again. If you if you if you're developing your club in an aggressive manner and you've got the the, the foresight and the, and the infrastructure to be able to do it, then why not? Because at the end of the day, the quicker he gets to his end game, the better. And and it's the same for us. It's just that we're more organic. You know, we've not got we haven't got the, the, the same level of capital behind us. Um although we've we we've done all right. You know, we've 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 weathered this storm pretty well and fortunately the work that we did over the previous years beforehand meant that when this did happen, we didn't really find ourselves in some of the real peril that other clubs around have. Um and that's let us focus a little bit on the future still, yeah. e- even though. So so yo, know, full time football is 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 important to us. It's it, the question is at what point do you do, do you pull the trigger? Mm. And uh, and I think that if we get into that national league, we've got we've got a decision to make, and it, and it'll be a how serious are we? And and, how, and I can pretty much know the answer, which will be serious.
4: <laughs> yeah, <straight laughs> on how, how bad's COVID been for a, a non-league?
0: It's been a nightmare. <laughs> like a
4: behind the scenes, obviously you're the chairman of Redcliffe, so obviously you've yeah yeah you'd, you'd have dealt with it straight away, like. What's it been like over these past twelve months?
0: Well, so again, a little bit like with with, with the league stuff, it's something you never ever envisaged you'd get involved in. You know, it, it, I can't I can't describe probably how how much of a difference it is to to your working practices, but. It's been a nightmare for most clubs the the amount of legislation you've had to understand to just to be able to put those matches on in those middle periods has been a nightmare yeah. and it's been and it's been really difficult because it's not what you you're good at it's not what you' you're set out to do you know you you you're a football person you build clubs you you, you know you, you put games on you put events on you develop your club and but this is this is like trying to trying to walk on eggshells right. for safety for, for 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 fulfilling people's dreams for for developing your club and um it's been really difficult but um Obviously, the biggest problem is money.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. we we found ourselves at, at these um, at these at these levels, shall we say, rather than steps. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we found ourselves at these levels, caught in the middle. Yeah. you know, we we you know, the national league were given um, we're given funding to play behind closed doors, so that would kind of cut the line above us. And then the, the you know grassroots gets a level of funding anyway and hasn't got the outlay we have. Mm. So, so we found ourselves in the middle and we weren't we, we getting any of it um, until recently at right. the end we've managed to get some grants through the Football Foundation which are gratefully received
4: yeah I bet they are um, love it obviously you've played non-league for a fair few decades I have. <laughs> <laughs> Foot, like non-league football obviously what's it like playing non-league football but more so obviously missing this sort of time obviously you just get a, a pre-season but what would it be like, say, on a player's perspective?
3: we was talking about that before come on, weren't we? And, and I think it's it's mental drive, really. Like, because it's a chance for you to switch off, put your feet up for a bit, or it's a chance for you to keep going so that you're a little bit sharper than everybody else. Yeah. Um, for me, it, it's what's difficult is if you've been on a good runner farm, yeah, and you've and, you, and you've been and you've been bagging. I play I'm a forward, and you've been bagging and you've been scoring goals, and you feel you feel good. And then that happens, and then and then like the Christmas period, it, it came back for a small period yeah. of games. I was shocking, <laughs> and, and, and then it went, and, and then it, and then it shut off again. So you kind of like, you just can't find your feet or get yourself going. And then from a semi-professional's perspective, it's not your main trade, is it? So you've got a job, and if you've been furloughed from your job, you might have to look for another job and stuff yeah. like that. So it's it's real difficult. But our, the reason why we do it is because we love football. Yeah. So. You just can't wait to get back on the pitch and back playing football again. And just touching on the development that you've got, like that, that's got to entice new players and new guys to come and play. Even even if it's not the top guys in the league, it might be the hottest prospects. Is that kind of like something that you think is going to happen?
0: Well, that's that's kind of our aim. You know, one of the we're quite proud of our ability to develop players, or, or certainly the historical ability to develop players, and. You know, we've even in my time we've had two lads go on into the football league. Um, but obviously, the most famous of ours is Craig Dawson, who's currently having a really, really rich vein of form at, yeah. um, at West Ham. But we want to continue that, and and in order to be able to do that, you need to have the right environment. And you know, we we we've probably over the few years or decades maybe come away from some of that stuff, and we, we're we now finding our way back there, and that's something that we want to really get back to. But but you're right about the the the. the the playing side the mental strain on the players has been has been mad um and you know some react differently than some others you know than others do and you know we just want to um we want to give them the chance and the platform to perform but we, you can't do that <laughs> i mean we, we had that game in december i mean it was mental i mean i don't know if you've seen the stats from that game we played nickel over away right and so we hadn't played since october neither had nickel over um and clearly Neither had um, the officials, <laughs> um, and the pitch was boggy. And it was like it, it was. It, if you look at the stats now, if you pulled up the stats now, you'd see a game that looked like a seventies derby, right? There was there was about thirteen yellow cards and three reds, right? Wow. But I'll tell you now, it wasn't like that. No. It was just it was, you know like, there was a bit of it, everyone was a bit excitable, like we talked about there, yeah. you know, back at football. But but if you looked at those stats, it's mad, and and it just wasn't that type of game. But it was. It was the craziest 90 minutes I've seen in terms of... I mean, the the yellow card was out more than the ball was in play. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was... uh, But at the end of the day, it was... We were back, but then it was shut down again. And, and, you know, we've done our best to keep on top of the lads to make sure they're all right. You know, we've got some of them out on loan, Mm. um, upper level, so that they're still playing and involved. But um, hopefully now we're back in training. We're going to be back in twice a week. So we're not going to play football matches, but at least we can get the lads in, get their head right. Yeah.
4: Yeah, get them on. Right, we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, chat about David De Gea, Sergio Aguero, our specialist subjects, I reckon. <laughs> Manic Street Preachers, another tune. Yeah. We're banking them out today, aren't we? You like that one? Yeah, I'm doing? happy with that. I'm taking the credit. <laughs> uh, right, get us up on our socials, uh, Football Man Cave. Get involved in some song requests. Coming up at half time, seven o'clock. We're going to play three songs on the bounce. After that, we're going to be taking either your questions, if you've got any towards Paul, or just uh, your reaction. Obviously, we've had a, a full scope of ELF football today, so any reactions from your team's results, anything over the weekend, give us a shout, have a look at us, DM us, whatever you like, uh, get yourself involved. Right, yesterday, I'm a United fan. You're a City fan. Paul, what are you? City fan. City fan, Jesus, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> 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 um, David De Gea, supposedly... He's, Twitter rumors, so I don't. I won't, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. Supposed we're getting the payoff and um, getting out of United at the end of the season. What do you think?
3: The I deep, think with the emergence
4: of Dean Henderson,
3: uh, yeah, I like Dean Henderson, and I think that the gear has got one eye on on on, on, an, on an early retirement by the by the looks of things. Yeah. The, I, I know we we went away back back to Spain to see um, the birth of his kid and stuff like that. But. Do you
4: reckon That's a pulling point as well. Obviously, Henderson's took over while he's over there. I really, really rate him as a as a goalkeeper. Do you reckon that he's sort of thought, got a kid now? I'm going into my thirties. I can go back home and sort of see the the last five, six years because keepers can play till. 36, 37, 40,
3: can't they? So. Yeah, I, I, I think that he's probably a, a mixture of it all, really. He's probably had enough of being called rubbish <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the last year and a half. Uh, he, he, makes, he makes the odd mistake and people are on his back straight away. And then you've got Henderson, who had an unreal season last year at, at Sheffield United, who's then come in and he's just itching. He's just yeah, banging yeah. on the door, isn't he? Like he's yeah. it's full of confidence. He, as there, well. there, there and And that's the
4: difference in mean, the minute. Obviously, like De Gea is you, you can sort of see he, he carried us of post 30 years he, he carried us massively and it sort of seems to have caught up with him a little bit but Enderson, just like that confidence there mm. behind the fragile back yeah. four let's call it is is immense I, I feel safer with Enderson
3: and that do the gear. Yeah, early on, I would I would have been worried if I was a United fan because he kept sticking with the gear, didn't he? Yeah, and he kept using him, and I think everybody was screaming out, "Just bang Enderson, yeah. like give yeah. him a shot." Because th- sometimes you do need that time away, don't you? Because if, when, once you make one mistake, and then another mistake, and another mistake, it looks snow snowballs.
4: Well, somebody said it today. I can't remember where they heard it, but Shea Given was in that for City, yeah. Yeah. and Joe Hart was banging on the door, yeah. and it was it was. Sort of the, the same. same and sometimes you've got Henderson there as a quality keeper just chuck him in I I mean, th- I you think, can have I, 15 years out of yeah,
2: I him think, I think
3: what Fergie did really well in his era is he could rotate keepers and keep them happy and he just played the right ones at the right times he yeah. had his main goalie like you Michael or you yeah, van der Sar, but then he'd always introduce another keeper he'd bang him in a Champions League for a couple of games yeah, do yeah. you know what I mean just so they get in a run of games in uh, I, I just think that Oli probably has, he took a little bit too long to Bring, bring Henderson in. in a little bit, but I do think I do think Diggy has got one eye on. But uh, w- why wouldn't you want to be back in the sunshine? No, Ten yeah. years in I mean, I love Manchester from round ra- yeah, <laughs> from yeah. round here, aren't we? But 10 years in the sunshine
0: uh, out of the sunshine to then go back to it it's probably a nice way to put your feet up Well, the thing about being you know I mean I, I, for as much as I'm uh, not the biggest fan of United obviously I do have an element of sympathy for some, certainly certain positions in their team and goalkeeper is going to be one of them because it's a little bit like the England job isn't it the England keeper job you never really you're going to get well you're going to get over scrutinised aren't you yeah. uh, you know no matter what happens if you have a great game you're the best in the world If you have a, if you have, if you make a mistake there's, there's big spotlight on you, and and like you say, he ca- he, you know, he carried him through a really, really tough period of him really trying to come to terms with not having Ferguson there and yeah. not having that guidance, and 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 you know, he, he was he was really you know the guiding light a little bit through all that. And
4: well, from 2013 to 2016, he won the Sir so Matt Busby Player of the Year. Yeah. three years on bounce yeah. yeah so I think that speaks for you Tell,
0: it tells you everything and and but that takes its toll mm. you know and the thing is a goalkeeper part of a goalkeeper's makeup is that they can deal with an error because if they can then they'll never survive as a goalkeeper yeah. so but they, they can deal with it internally it's the external pressure that starts to weigh on them um and I think again another spotlight at united and the the amount of and the time that that's gone on for, and basically that you know, like I said, carrying them a little bit, it's, it's going to be tiring. And like you say, he's going to look at David Silva going back over and you know winning a cup the other day with yeah. with 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 um, with Real Sociedad, and then, and uh, and he's going to think, you know what, I could do with a bit of that. What a bit of that, yeah, yeah. because because he's he's proved his point with it with United. Mm. You know, he's he's shown he was the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, um, he's probably never going to be called the best goalkeeper in the world again. Mm. So he might as well go and, and enjoy his football and probably win some more pots. Yeah.
4: Mm. Well, I find it this is bizarre. I found this out today doing a little bit of research. Right, Sergio Aguero, the best mates, both came over here from Atlético Madrid in 2011, and they're both bouncing. Supposedly, at the end of this season, Aguero definitely is what I'm talking <laughs> about yeah. here. Yeah. I think it's 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 a crazy little start that like they both had ten years and they thought.
3: One. <laughs> is that, is that
0: a slight on Manchester? I don't know.
3: The fact that they've stayed here for ten years is with this weather. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah.
4: But I think Aguero will go Argentina. What
3: do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I, I would encourage him to just go back home and just finish his career because well, you've got Tevez playing in in Argentina yeah. still and and enjoying life and he's, the, the legends over there aren't they? So yeah, are, yeah. I think that. I think that. For me, Aguero is probably one of the best players I've ever seen in, in, in a blue shirt in my lifetime. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he gave us probably the best moment in football we'll ever have anyway. That's for sure. You know what I mean? But um, he's just... He, I just don't want to play against him, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, you know, I just, go, if you go to Argentina, then the chances are pretty minimal. So yeah, I mean, a lot of
3: people are talking about him going back to Spain, but... I, I'm not too sure. Um, I I feel like the
0: South Americans do like to go back to South America to finish the career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if I think if he's gonna stay in Europe, the most likely destination is probably gonna be somewhere like PSG, innit? Where where they can give him give him give him a life that he'll be happy with for a few years and send him send him on his way, um, fully stocked. You know? Yeah so he can just put his feet
3: up there <laughs> uh, like, I'm, I'm exactly the same as yourself uh, as long as we don't play against him That's <laughs> it. I don't it like how he handle that
4: <laughs> so Aguero's final season City run for the quad I've got two Man City fans in front of me what are we saying do you reckon it's doable
3: it's
2: doable
4: do you reckon yeah of uh, yeah, course it's, it's doable Yeah, doable
2: yeah. but
4: I know
3: you're gutted I am I, I said this to you the other day I, I, I want us to do it but I don't because I want to be there Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you can't be in the stadiums and I know people say yeah but you might be but the chances that only 2,000 fans I'm going to be one of those 2,000 fans is slim to none no, <laughs> like, so uh, I, if if we do do it this year I mean that's great but hopefully we do it an- at this another time um, so that I can be there <laughs> for
0: every one of those trophy
3: lifts so that's, that's what I want really
0: yeah well I mean that y- I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else I can say. I mean, it's doable, though. You know what I mean? We we where we are right now, we we, we are flying. You know, yeah. you know, and and the way that the way that we're playing um, is outstanding, and it's just it's just a completely different way of playing. Even when when we've been successful before, this is a new method. Yeah. This is a new, I mean, maybe not new for Pep, but certainly new for English football, and certainly new for yeah. for, for City. But um, you know, it. it it's doable. I can only say it's doable. I've got to, I've got to put my chairman's hat back on and say it's <laughs> doable until it's not doable. You know, you know, you can win the league when you have not kicked a ball. Everyone can win the league, can not they? You know, yeah. so yeah, it's doable.
4: If if they win the quad, does is that the pinnacle for Pep and does he bounce or does he stay? well if you stay, you've won everything. and Playing managerial games like we, do <laughs> <another> game. <Once laughs> so I've got a real every- one. <laughs> 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 Once I've won everything.
3: Bored? I don't know me because he's it's he's, he's You're never re- gonna do it again, eh? Yeah, but I think he may double quads. I, I do not back to back, but I do think he. He's, he I, I was worried because um, he only stays for three years, is, yeah. is what a lot of people said. And I've, I, I'm big in uh, European football, South American football, and I watched him uh, closely when he was at Barcelona and then when he went to Bayern Munich as well. So before we City even taking him on, I, I, I knew kind of how he develops teams, how he builds them. The thing that I found. What he struggled with a lot was the fact that when when his team got eight, when it started aging, he didn't know how to change it and yeah. flip it a little bit. Whereas he's come to City and he's managed to flip that. He's like the the squad that we've got now, we've seen our we've seen our last apart from Fernandinho, I'd say, but we've seen our last legend, Aguero, from that first yeah. team that won that yeah, won yeah. that first trophy in sixty years. We see we that's ended now. But this new era of the players that we've got, it's just ridiculous and just like you said the way the way we're playing now is you I can't see many teams beating that with the, with the false nine suits us in my opinion yeah. I think it really does suit us um and I think that that's, that will help us in Europe I think that's what that's what kind of scupper does a little bit in Europe under Pep is that we wasn't going with a false nine you'd have an aguero where the two center centre-halves would mark him and pick him whereas now You've got Who do you pick. Yeah, you've got the you've got the Bryaner just sitting in the hole. Yeah. So the centre don't want to come and get in. I mean, the last thing you
0: want to do with the Bruyne is let him pick the ball up yeah. and drive towards you. And well, they've got six people rotating up front. Mm. I mean, it's how do you how do you mark that? Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's mad. It's it's amazing to watch. I mean, yeah. it's a different level of football, but um, but but fascinating all the all the same. Does like, oh, sorry. Go on. No, no I was going to say in terms of in terms of Pep being at City. And for the long term, I think we're a slightly different prospect to some yeah. of those other clubs. We are, you know, if you look at the timeline of him coming to City, and and you you know you put your cynical hat on, it it was it was literally built for him. No, I mean, I don't mean just like you know in the phrase. I think the the bringing over the Barcelona executives a few years before that, they're looking at how we build out the the, the mm-hmm. academy. They're looking at the the, the the developments that they made in the site, ready almost ready for his arrival. Yeah. And then the way that they kind of kept. Kept Pellegrini on that extra year, and then kind of cut it short um, when when we knew that Pep was coming. And, I mean, Pellegrini himself announced his yeah. arrival. Yeah, um, it was like it was all kind of written out, and I think that that might be the thing that breaks that three-year cycle. I mean, I mean, I know we're already out, of kind of thing, but yeah. but that's kind of breaks that that little cycle he's been on, and, and he may just he may just stay quite a while longer uh, yeah. just to carry on his, his project.
4: Last one. Do City need to replace Aguero, or is Jesus the perfect replacement, Ooh. or oh, is Danny Ings? Because I've heard Danny Ings coming into City next no, year. I don't want that's Danny a Ings. Mad <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that's, that's
3: mad. Back. No disrespect to Danny Ings, but I, you to wind up that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. It
4: might have been posted on first of April, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I I I love Jesus. I re- I really do. I like him. I, do I think that he's going to fill Aguero? Uh, no, I don't. Nah. Because um, there's just something missing, but I really do like him, and I
0: think he's got time. Um, but football, you don't get time, do you? <laughs> no, no it, it, it's two different questions for me. That you know, do we need to replace Aguero? Yeah, is a Jesus the guy? No, you know. But that, that was, a, was
4: all split on, on Jesus. Well, when I, you, when I you mean, sort of see the fan
2: base.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's a, it's a little bit like that. Um, Jesus for me, Jesus for me, great footballer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'd keep him in the side. He's part of that. That really complicated front line that we've got that can play every week. I mean, there's no issue with Jesus as a player. Mm. He's just not going to be Aguero. No, and and no one's going to be Aguero. So we need to get that bit out of the window straight away. Yeah. You know, but what you need is someone next time who's as high profile, as prolific, um, as important to us, but can play the rotation. Yeah. Because Aguero took a year. We all saw that there was a little bit of that first year. There's a little bit of, you know, is he going to stay? Because Pep was saying, well, "You got to try back now." Yeah, that's how I play. Yeah. So you go out, you come back in. That's that, that's it. You know, you go out while you come back in. You know, you, you, you're gonna switch over to that left wing every now and again. That's how it's gonna work. And he wasn't up for it because he was like, I'm Aguero, but <laughs> <laughs> you know? but um, but but then he got got to it and look, 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 look what happened? And we, we need to, so the next player who comes in has got to be able to go. Ah, yeah, I love a bit of that.
2: Mm. Right,
4: I think I thought what I might do. Actually, if you're listening, get on the get on the socials let us know if, if we should we should do a little bit of a vote hopefully oh. yeah. if they should replace Aguero and who with Ooh, that's a yeah good let's one. just quickly who with one, one striker
3: Ooh, god uh, I'd probably go I would probably say Mbappe over Haaland yeah yeah I would uh, because I think Haaland's an out and out striker like Lewandowski yeah. so he's an out and out striker and just just Going back to Aguero and that that sees him, will he stay because he's being asked to uh, rotate in that in that front line? I think M- Mbappe is perfect for that. I think he would rotate and, and he, well, he does he does at PSG. He plays on the left, on the right, or down the middle. Uh, Haaland's just an out and out striker, tragic, yeah. but
0: I I, I I would say Mbappe at, at this moment in time, yeah. Paul, well, go I've got a big Harland in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get, he, he's young enough to say. This is the way. You look yeah. at what he's done with, with 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 Sterling. You look at what what he's done with other players in that side. You know, even even, even Zinchenko. You know what I mean? I mean how has <laughs> he become a quality fullback? You know what I mean? But, Fabian Delphus. <laughs> yeah, he's did, goal, he, he did uh, it with Fabian Delphus. Yeah. Delphus quality. I was yeah. happy with Delphus.
4: mate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <Delph one. laughs> right, we're gonna have a little bit of stereophonics, and then after that, Martin, your mad football stories is debuting. Cool. Who's the subject? It's
3: Carlos Tevez.
4: obviously. Perfect. Right. Stay tuned. Stereophonics. Right. Martin's Mad Football and Stories. Is this what we're calling it? Yeah. Is, is Unless this... you can think of a better name.
3: Right. Well, we'll call it that for this week and next week. Well, I'm going to find a better <laughs> yeah. <name> for it. <laughs> Uh, well, this isn't so much a story; it's more the life of Carlos Tevez, because we're we're a Manx station and we're in Manchester, fuck it, it'd be f- fitting to use a, somebody that's played for both clubs. Yeah. and was torn between t- uh, like, uh, well, the, the whole city, really. Um, so, and I I just want to put a little bit of context on on probably why he's the man that he <laughs> why why he's the man that he became. Um, so, his early life was well born in Buenos Aires uh, he was his mother and father didn't want want him they left him uh, and just left him pretty much like an old Disney movie on the doorstep for his uncle to look after him uh, his uncle looked after him up till the ages well while he was and while he was six he had uh, boil, spilt boiling oil uh, got spilled on his neck and all, of, all down his neck and on, on his body um, and then that made him have a big complex uh, growing up through school and stuff because he had scars on his face and things like that. Uh, but but football was kind of like a safe haven for him. He could go on the field, start playing, and and forget about what people used to call him, how he used to look, and stuff like that. And that's when when he really got a bit between his, between his teeth. Um, and then he started playing for a club called Apache. I hope I'm saying this right, Apache FC, uh, where he met his best friend, a Paraguayan called Dario Carnell who's a 17-year-old, this is around about now they're 17 years old, he was a 17-year-old wonder kid, uh, this Cornell, and he was going to be one of the first um, real big money signings that was going to come over, and I think it was Real Madrid and Barcelona that was penned to sign this kid, and it was Carlos Tevez's best friend, but Tevez, had, they'd been doing like uh, stealing, going around, all the all the naughty stuff that they used that, that, that them, them guys do around there, um, and Tevers left that because his football career, he was really passionate about his football career. Uh, whereas Canel continued to do it. It was just something there. A bit like, like Ravel Morrison. Just, yeah. just loved the life. Uh, just wanted to be with his mates and, and just enjoy that kind of life. Whereas it went a little bit deeper for Canel, where, where Carnell, sorry. Where he ended up taking his own life um, at 17 when he had all this prospect and how, much, how he was... He was seen as a better player than Tevez right. and everybody wanted to sign him and that played a big effect on Tevez's brain uh, that's it, similar with Paul Gasko, didn't you yeah so Paul Gascoigne's yeah, yeah. best friend uh, something similar happened yeah, there as seven well 7 or 8 or
4: something he's going get run over and, yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Um, so during that seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, he got signed for Boca. He managed to sort. I think he had a year out because of his best friend going, and then he just signed for Boca Juniors, where he dominated the league in his first season, and it was unheard of. I think similar to what Aguero did in his first season, and Diego Maradona as well. Yeah. Uh, so he was he was unreal. He did two seasons at Boca Juniors, where he was like a, a, a legend uh, just before he hit twenty, um, and then moved to uh, he moved to Corinthians in Brazil for a record fee, and that's unheard of for an Argentinian back yeah. then to go to Brazil yeah. and play for one of the biggest clubs and dominate that league as well <laughs> at the same time, finish top goal goalscorer. Um, during that, because we know that South America can be a little bit corrupt, he, um, he got signed by a company, so a company owned him, yeah. not, a, not, not an agent, not a football club, a company owned him. Um, and while this company owned him, West Ham would come sniffing, and got the loan of him and Mascherano.
4: Which is the maddest move I think I've ever seen. Well, cra- it was <laughs> yeah. crazy
3: because like, people was like, they've signed these two guys on loan. Where from? Uh, yeah. Like a Tesco, like yeah. Tesco's or something. <laughs> was, I was on the radio, trail trying to unpick it. <laughs> yeah, and nobody, nobody knew what had happened. Uh, while he was there, he had, there was lots and lots of stuff went on. I mean, he, he, had a, he had a period in the team where he didn't score. He was finding it really difficult in the Premier League, uh, but the fans seemed to like him. Yeah, there was a story where uh during during a, a game he got subbed off, so he just 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 standard semi pro stuff, took his gear off, got in his car, went home <laughs> like didn 't stay for the game just left uh, and got then, a way back exactly, yeah. <laughs> the, the, and the manager punished him by making him train with the under seventeens and he turned up in his corinthians kit just to take the mick a little bit uh, so and but then what happened was uh, and and how it turned around, he started to score some goals and he was in that relegation. Uh, battle wanted with Sheffield United, and was it was it Wigan? Wigan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and during that, they played uh, against Man United, if you if you yeah, remember, yeah. Uh, where he scored the goal. Uh, he was put onto Sir Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson's radar, uh, where he wanted him. But that at the end of that season sparked a massive kickoff, where Sheffield United and Neil Warnock wanted to take West Ham Tevez the company to court, so that they could come back into the yeah. league. Um, which is which is mad. Like one man can do that. <laughs> can make yeah. the.
4: Can it make was the a mass, massive kickoff, weren't there over yeah. that?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I and mean, that went on for United, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The third-party ownership problem just, just just was over that for ages until he came to City. It was it was yeah. it was over him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: well, and and oh, it, that happened. And when he went to Manche- when he went to Manchester United on a two-year loan, he was still owned by yeah, that in that was. partnership, uh, where and the partnership between him, uh, Rooney and Ronaldo, uh, that was. Probably, probably one of the best trios.
4: It was, it was. As the United fans to watched them three, just, just go. It was, yeah, brilliant. Obviously, two thousand, what well, late 2000, 2008 eight, two thousand nine. I think it was around that area. Hmm. Uh,
2: yeah, it was amazing to watch. It was frustrating as frustrating as it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, us, for us, City fans, it was terri- yeah, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And outstanding.
3: Terrible. Um, so yes, and he, he was on this two-year loan. He, the United fans absolutely loved him, and he was trying to come up to Sir Alex Ferguson and Tevez, and this other company that owned him was trying to come up with a, an agreement for him to sign. So Tevez wanted uh, a, a five-year deal, but said he only wanted to play to, for four years, and then he's going to retire. <laughs> so Sir Alex Ferguson, he said, Sir Alex Ferguson, he didn't want he didn't want uh, to do that. So they only offered him a four-year contract, and that kind of broke down a little bit and then manchester city came in and, and and he joined manchester city on a permanent deal um, where he signed i think it was the record not the record transfer fee but it was the record um wage fee for for city 100% right, yeah. and it was also for the league um he won the league title with city in his first season in the first season for 60 60 years was it no, no 44. 40, 44. years, sorry. 40, I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, read, right. I've read that off Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, ju- during, the, uh, during the celebrations, if you remember, um, obviously it was the Aguero goal, but during the celebrations and the parade, he held up, a ba- he held up the banner with the R.I.P. Fergie on it, which made all <laughs> the United fans absolutely <laughs> hate him. Ballsy as well, not it? Yeah, <laughs> in, in the derby, where Gary Neville said something about him and he ran up to the stands and,
2: yeah. and yeah. did
3: the celebration. Uh, and then... A couple year a year or so goes on, and he falls out with Roberto Mancini uh, because he he didn't want he he got he got left out. He got put on the bench against um, Bayern Munich, and then uh, he got told he was he had to come on, and he said he refused to come on, (laughs) so he didn't come on. Um, they're drinking his Bob roll. pretty much just it just <laughs> said no I'm, I'm not I'm not coming on uh fell out with Mancini and decided to go on a 6 month hiatus back to Argentina playing golf mm. it, uh, he played in a charity game he cadded for a professional golf uh, go, golf golf player so find crazy that it, it's it's mental yeah. uh, and then he returns after 6 months uh He brought back into school, scored an hat trick against Norwich, and then and then st- the final celebration with the golf swing, which is like, <laughs> do you? It, it's is it's something out of a movie. Like, what you think Net, out of it.
4: Netflix needs to get on it. Yeah, yeah. Because that Anelka one I watched, and that, that was a tough watch. I'll be honest, but I think the Calais the seven way that, great. you could
3: make a movie out of this, yeah, and, yeah. and it's not finished. Um Then he decided. And then he decided that he wanted to leave because he was homesick, because he had that six months away, so oh, yeah. he wanted to get away, he, he felt homesick. So he le- he left and went to Juventus in Italy, which is nowhere near Argentina. <laughs> a bit further away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a I, 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 Manchester United fan uh, that had a skip drove a skip around with a sign of Tevez on it, and City United fans would rejoice and burn the shirts with Tevez on the back in the skip, driving around Greater Manchester. That, that's like, how mad is that? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he then plays for Juventus for a year and a half, leaves to go back to his boyhood club, Boca Juniors, and he's like, this is me, I'm set. This is all I've ever wanted to do. I just want to finish my career here. And then moves to China. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to China, become the highest paid player on the planet at 500 grand a week. <laughs> and he only plays for seven months, but he only plays 18 games and said it was being like being on a, a, a really good holiday, an all-inclusive <laughs> holiday. Moves back to Boca Juniors after seven months, uh, gets injured while while he got while he come back um, after after leaving, and the Boca Juniors fans really kicking off about him going back, going to China. He came back again, um, and then got injured going to visit his brother in prison playing five-a-side football, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's, he's he's still playing at Boca Juniors, and he's an absolute legend for the club. But just based on this st- that. You can kind of get a bit of a grasp of why he was the guy he was, and why we absolutely just loved watching him play. Whether you liked him or you hated him,
4: yeah, yeah, Not yeah a had, character,
3: yeah. There was, there was, he just had real character, didn't he? Yeah,
4: reminds me of a bit of a a Balotelli. Like yeah, he just it he just playing football, and don't seem to care.
2: Yeah,
4: I mean Balotelli, sure he's playing. Sere B now. Yes,
3: beef, yeah, Serie B yeah. I think it's uh, AC Monza, I think it is, is or, it? What, yeah. Yeah, it's where he went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: I mean what a, what a massive waste of talent almost really from, from Bellatelli's perspective. But but Tevez was just he's just a the bulldog football yeah. but uh, to completely his own man. oh yeah yeah
4: just a dog as well he'd just chase you about d- yeah. all
0: day I think that's the difference
3: between somebody like him and a Balatelli is yeah. because on the field Tevich would give everything yeah. and
0: I think it was just because of his upbringing from when he was young yeah. he had to fight to show his talent whereas yeah. and he had to probably have to learn it along the way and, 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 and Balotelli just was sort of blessed with it yeah. and kind of swanned around <laughs> with it a little bit you know what I mean and then, you know
4: I'm going to hopefully get them every single week the pressure's on more pressure actually to think of a name
3: yeah well the stories are easier yeah um,
4: give us some suggestions if you're on Martin's mad football stories anyway <laughs> let's go to our half time uh, we've got a couple of tracks lined up and then we'll be back if you've got any questions for us find us on our socials it's the uh, football man cave DM us um, comment and some social media posts up on there get involved nice cheeky half time isn't it it's good that so i have some decent choosing as well Happy Enjoyed one, that, yeah. Right, We have had a couple of questions through on the old social. Are you ready? Good on this one as well. This is uh, from Chris Hardy, Burnley fan. Does a keeper really need to use his feet as much as what everybody expects Nick
3: Pope to do? Who's going first, me? <laughs> I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking straight at you. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit new school, so I do would like my keeper to use his feet. However, I would rather him be able to stop shots and <laughs> claim balls that are getting whipped into the box but I, I do like to have the option to be able to play back uh, they don't have to be Edison-esque but they've got to be able to do a little bit with defeat for me most
0: definitely yeah I, th- I think I think there's got to be in this day and age of the way football's played um, it's not like the the old pitches used to be where <laughs> you've you got to pass it back to the keeper and it's going to hit 16 bubbles on the way Um <laughs> No, so it's they've got to be something. The degree to how much it determines the manager really yeah. the way he wants to play because you know you can't imagine Sam Allardyce is going to require you know Edison at the back. No. Um, well,
3: if he did have Edison at the back, he'd
0: just tell him the boot. Well, he'd probably push him up front. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, certainly for corners, anyway. Yeah. But um, but yeah, exactly. You, you know. You, our, the, the tactics dictate what requirement there is, and if they're going to play him, if they're going to play that goalkeeper as a, as a as a as a spare man, as an extra player to to bring people into play, then yeah, you've got to. And I think I think that goalkeepers now would probably go through their development yeah. with that in mind. You know, I remember when you know back in the day when I was younger, and it was it was it was all about um, presence. Yeah. It was about shouting. It was about organisation. It was about you know being able to move the ball on quick. Um, and now it's just way more technical, but but the plays moves on as well. You yeah. know, we're, we're much more continental in our approach now, and and to be fair, let's be honest, a lot more continental players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, you've got to kind of roll with it a bit uh, and, and and keep up.
3: Yeah, I I, I I do agree. I think I think that the just they do need to have some aspect of playing, and most keepers was outfield players yeah. like in this think, day. In yeah, this.
4: I think that as you said the the plays progressed that much now that basically you've got sweep a sweeper keeper. Yeah. yeah, really.
3: Well, like Ka- Cashmashy Michael, he was an outfield player for ages, wasn't he? And then yeah, then moved it moved into into the goals. So they've got they've, to be an outfield player, you've got, an you've got to be able to move the ball yeah. around, don't you?
4: Because I think as well, you see so many teams now playing out from the back. I said to to my mate the other week. I miss goal kicks where you just absolutely lob it <laughs> up, with proper like route one stuff. But they don't do not,
3: it. we've not got we've not got big centre forwards no. anymore. So no, like to no, to, no. To no Alan Shearer
4: up a Duncan well, yeah, Ferguson. Yeah.
3: If you if you're going to boot the ball up, you need like you said, just got a stick. Yeah, and and the, the managers it has got to be the manager's tactics and the manager's style. So if that's the way he plays, like big Sam, yeah, that's what you would do. You'd get yourself a big centre forward and then you'd play long balls
0: into him. But it's just changed so much. Yeah. That I think that they do have to be able to use the feet. It's funny because my dad, my dad, if my dad's listening to this, he'll be, he'll, he'll be like, it's always been like that because he's, he's a keeper, my dad, and yeah. I, I was a keeper myself. But he was, he liked to pick up the ball and go running down the wing with it, and everyone else screaming, going no. But yeah. but but it's evolved over the years, and 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 it and it's it's something that that now it's right ingrained in football coaching right from the start. And, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's because uh, you know. A goalkeeper won't thank me for saying this, but no one wakes up one morning as a as a kid and thinks I want to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> My
4: lifelong dream is to stand there. For you know, you minutes know, you've got to be play football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've
0: got to be a little bit mad, and you know, I, I, and you you've you've, you've got to be a little bit off the wall, and 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 and. You're basically a failed striker. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) You are, because the best goalkeepers, you know, Alan Alan Shearer is the other way around. He was starting off I know, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but Cam Cam loves a game outfield. He can't, in training, he's outfield all the time. And he's not a bad footballer, you know, because he's that type of player. But, yeah, you know, as much as I'm kind of. I'm I'm doing the goalkeepers union over a little bit um, here, <laughs> but but yeah, you know we we you know we, we're we're all we're all uh, we're all failed strikers. You know.
4: <laughs> Links perfectly to the next question, okay? David the game, obviously we spoke about him previously. Is his downfall, or it is sort of how can I word it? His displays aren't as as good as they used to be, basically. Is that down to Olegan Osolsky changing his coach and making him play with his feet more and becoming a sweeper keeper? keeper?
0: Um, do you think so? There w- there'll be an element of it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Do you I think, think
4: that's affected him? Because obviously, it was quite tight with his the, co- the coach, and coach. Losing
0: his coach will yeah. be a big one. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that that'll change. That that'll change the dynamics for him because they get you know the one thing about goalkeeper coaches. Um, and the goalkeepers themselves is that they're, they're, they're a group on their own on the, on the, on the field. And, yeah. and, and so you know, you, you've got all the training that happens every day in a football environment, but the goalkeepers are a group. There's a, yeah. there's a reason why goalkeepers union exists, you know, and, and, that, and that coach is the head of that little union for that little club. And when you change that and you start bringing in the other ideas, um, yeah, it does ruffle some feathers, and I, I, th- there's got to be an element of yeah, it for me. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think he was all right with his feet,
3: though. I don't think he was that bad. No, <laughs> as, 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 as I'm, a I'm sure ball there was a start.
4: I can't remember if this is even true. It might have been made up, but I'm pretty sure that his pass rate was probably the best at United at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, put, I'm talking probably 2014-15, sure but I'd say over half a season. Mm. I'm sure his passing rate was someone. Hopefully, will tell me that he was, well, rubbish, he, was, he was great at
3: saving with his feet yeah. as well but yeah. like I thought I thought he could play with the ball at his feet I just think the biggest probably the biggest change and the biggest switch for him would be him losing his coach and is
4: obviously it's familiarity and it's the same thing it's day in day out habitual well, obviously it, changing something that you're so well, used to exactly you say that
0: you've been at a club for 10 years you, you, you're going to bound to be into a level of routine yeah you know changing that routine does does have an effect you know, like I say, especially when it's something as integral as that to your day, because that's, you know, how many hours a day is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot when you come to, you know, you yeah. spend more time on the training field than you on the football pitch, you know.
4: yeah, Love it. I know you've got a question for Paul.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been
3: dying to ask this all, all day, to be fair. Because the only reason, well, I'll ask the question first, but um, how did you get into becoming a chairman? And like, because usually the path from a player is, just like myself, you go player, manager. And then you don't really think anything else, but I couldn't think of anything worse than being a manager. <laughs> like, I would want to go into either, like, directors or a, a chairman of a club. How, how did you get into it? What was the the
0: switch? What made you go, you know what? Yeah. This, this is the move. Well, you, you, like, like a lot of things, you, you kind of fall into it, I suppose. But it was always something that probably appealed to me. Um, you know, like many others, you know, didn't make it as a footballer, <laughs> you know. Thought I could. Um didn't happen. Um and then, you know, got injured as well early when I was playing amateur um football and you know it kinda of forced me into some decisions. Do I do I leave the game and just let it go or do I stay involved? And so yeah, few, good few good you know, good few hundred hundreds of games <laughs> as a manager or a or a coach of some sort in various different ways, some adult football, some junior football, some development football. Built up started to get a get an idea for this being this gap in, in um in development football between sort of first team and and and, and junior level where all the, the kids fell out of the game anyway that kind of that kind of sparked my interest and I started building in that area. The same time I was getting involved in running leagues and, and doing the admin side and I found I really really liked that. I really liked the league aspect of the club aspect of it and trying to make things more professional and make things better. Yeah. And um, but I kind of kept outgrowing things as I did it and it just happened to be you know Radcliffe is a local club to me. Um, I'm from Whitefield, so I'm only down the road and. And uh, it, you know, it occurred to me that they only had a, a, a really a very narrow development path. So I thought, I well, you know, I had a day off work, I just walked in, <laughs> just randomly walked in one day and just tapped on and said that uh, you know, Can I have a chat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and I started talking to the to 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 two people who, who were who were operating the site on a daily basis and just kind of my ideas and and, and one of them says, uh, you know, do you mind if uh, if I make a quick phone call? So I was like, yeah, yeah, fine, go for it, mate. So anyway, he rings Bernard. Manning who's junior, who's mm. the, the one of the owner at that time was the owner of of, of Ratcliffe and see yeah you've got to have a, have a word with this kid. So um so I meet up with Bernard and we just get on really well and you know, he's coming to the end of his t- he's been there twenty five years and we talked about a lot of other things first and doing other different things and help development paths and, 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 and maybe trying to help out in the club and then well, a few months later down the line it was he, he kinda said, Well, you know, I'm thinking of packing this in at some point mm. or at least taking a backwards step. Um, you know, do you fancy it? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I you know I said yes yeah straight away, and then I was like, well, we better I think about this actually. You know, I've going to put a few things away, and mm. you know, is this you know this, the club had been on a level had been a period of decline for you know, over a decade really, and was, you know it was struggling to stay in the division, and and um, you know it was nice nice ground, but 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 dilapidated and started to need a bit more work and. You know, it was really going to be a bit of like, you know, this is a big job. You know, am I up for it? And yeah, the answer every time was yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I took over at the back end of a season uh, where they were going to make some. The manager was already going to leave. It was already set out, and the budget was low. And and um, I was just gonna, I was just gonna wing it. I was just gonna like, I can do it. I just need time. Mm. And, you know, I'll, I'll I'll work with what I've got. I'll I'll pull in what bit of inv- what bit of support I can get from other places, and we'll we'll see where we can go um but then we we started talking about investment and then and and one of the current owners Marcus McCabe came up who's who's um um he came interested into the club and we we kind of sat and talked about it and it and it, it looked like you know well, actually this is synergy here with our views on development and and how we how we can progress and so so we kind of we all came I, I, although I'd been there for like say 2 months through pre-season we the start of the new season, there was new ownership as well. Right. So, there was so Bernard stayed, Marcus is in with, with and, and Kev Campbell, um, and then and then myself in as chairman, and, and we started to reshape the club. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a, you know that I, I don't think there's probably a direct route into being a chairman of a football club, but that's mine, and it was it was a bit weird. And then, you know, you know, started getting a bit you know, getting a bit radical. Then I started really, <laughs> really thinking, right, well, I'm what I'm going to do here, and uh you know by the end of the first season changed the name of the club and changed the badge and yeah. you know we, we looked at a whole host of different uh, opportunities and really started to develop and then you know off we went and you know it took a, few, it took a little while for it to stick on the pitch um, but we were concentrating off the field really fixing the infrastructure bringing it back up to date getting the right people um, building the ground a bit and then um, and then eventually we went right now we go on the pitch um, and then you know brought in John Macken and Frank Sinclair and they, they they had a great two seasons with us and, and and got us promoted and you know we were on the way a little bit we had a little wobble after when they, when they they left and that that's what that's kind of normal yeah. but um but yeah they you know now we've got Lee Fowler and his team and if it weren't for COVID I'd I'd, I'd be pretty positive about where we were going but yeah <laughs> we're, long you know long answer to a short question but um but yeah it's 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 an odd journey, innit? It's, well, it's, it's just dead
3: interesting because, like, I, I always I, football's my first first love. Like, misses if she's listening. Sorry, but it is. <laughs> and uh, and and I just couldn't see myself not being involved in it in some way. Do you know what I mean? And, and like, we're talking, we're, we're not far off the same age. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't keep running about on the field trying to do stuff at at these amateur semi pro le- levels. I, I want to be involved in some way, and I, and I don't want to be a manager because I think I'd get to. Are too angry at um yeah. somebody not doing it the way I want it to be done. I don't think I'd be able to coach it right. But I think being up at up up as a chairman, I think just the stuff that you talked about in terms of looking at the infrastructure, looking at changing the branding of this—like that's all interesting to me. Do you yeah, know what I mean?
0: it's, it's it's a good project. It's like when you know we joke about you know having my own football manager, but that's really what yeah, it, yeah. what it is. And and it, you know, do you I, get
4: to save it and go back if you've messed no. up. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: the the fo- the photograph that went on Twitter of me with uh, with my with with Steve Dale's head on my body, um, <laughs> kind of showed that that yeah. There's no going backwards. It's always forwards. Just keep going forwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know. It, it, those things happen but but no it, it's I it, say if you've got the energy and the in the drive it's a, it's a it's a massive project it's brilliant you know I recommend getting involved mate Dude. Yeah. cool
4: on it quick before we go someone's asked what walking football team do you play for <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, i play for
3: Manchester Gregorians uh, over 35s over 35s
4: only guy who has to show his passport is that right I, I,
3: I'm not, not going to say I'm sure
4: it. you drink anti-aging water every morning mate it's crazy I'm, I'm glad you said it either that has. or his wife doesn't give him enough <laughs> enough grief That's what it is. I'm not in the house if you're listening up it <laughs> right we're going to play the verb bittersweet sweet symphony and then we have got uh, my pub quiz are you ready get your quiz hats on right we are back my pub quiz you ready for this? Not really. No. <laughs> you didn't tell me about this. But I'd surprise you. Um, so I've made it a bit multiple choice as well, just because a little bit easier for you. Some a bit true and false. Bit of a laugh. Joining at home, let us know what you get out of 10. Right, you ready? First question. What player scored the fastest hat-trick in the Premier League? Sadio Mane, Robbie Fowler or Jermaine Defoe? Go on, Paul.
0: Roy Fowler
3: Marnie oh. Marnie it was
0: <laughs> that's too new for me Marnie Marnie
4: it was 2 minutes 56 seconds for did South You beat Hampton. Robbie Fowler please yeah, yeah. tell
0: me you beat Robbie Fowler right okay I'm just, I'm just old that's fine <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: right question 2 there have been 2 World Cup trophies name the first
3: Jules Rimet Jules Rimet,
4: Jules Rimet. there we go an easy one I thought, I thought I'd let you get one what? Well I knew you got it right, so
0: I just Yeah, how does that work? He's got two points now.
2: <laughs>
4: right, I love this one, really. Which Swedish footballer once had a clause inserted into his Premier League contract that prohibited him from travelling into space? Stefan Schwartz, Olaf Meg- Melberg, or Johan Elmander?
3: I'll go Elmander.
0: Schwartz
4: watch it is. Yeah, oh. He was a nut
0: to him. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: he was
4: yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember? <laughs> that is, I mean, probably into space. <laughs> like,
3: I didn't know there was any matches in Mars. And- I,
4: I, I, I
0: sign for you as long as you don't put me on that rocket. <laughs>
4: Two all. You ready? Next one. Messi has spent his entire professional career at Barcelona, but what was his schoolboy team? Racing Club, Newell's Old Boys, or
3: River Plate? Newells, old boys. Newells old boys. There we go. Another
4: three all. <laughs> hey, by the way, I ain't got a tiebreaker, so someone, someone better win. <laughs> 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 Not thought that far ahead. <laughs> Next one. Which club has won the most Champions League titles? Liverpool, Real Madrid or Barcelona?
3: Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. <laughs> Ooh, we're good at this, aren't we? <laughs> Actually, man.
4: I'm trying to be like poker face here because I know what I'm like. <laughs> In which year was the first European Championship held? 1956,
3: 1960, or 1964? I'll go first. I This is a guess. 56, 60.
4: Paul takes the lead. <laughs> He's on 60 there. 1960. I actually thought
0: it was before that. Me. Yeah. I would have thought it was before that. That I was think. when UEFA started getting the claws <laughs> in. <laughs>
4: that five four to Paul. You had a true or false question. It took Cristiano Ronaldo twenty-seven games to score his first Champions League goal. True or false?
3: I'm going to say true because you wouldn't believe it. True. True. True on both. True. Is that is that really true? That's true. That's crazy, man. that, isn't it? How many did he play for? Um, Mate, don't start asking me questions. <laughs> I don't, know, don't <laughs> start testing his spot. research. But go and give me it, and
4: I'll just and I'll make some Sport,
3: up. Sporting, I was just wondering how many he played for Sporting. Three. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
4: <laughs> right, with 365 goals, who holds the record for top Bundesliga goal scorer of all time? Right. Robert Lewandowski, Gerd
3: Muller, or Klaus Fischer?
0: Muller. Lewandowski. Yeah, oh,
2: because oh. Muller,
3: Muller's going to beat it this year, isn't um, yeah. he?
0: I, is is
2: yeah, I, 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 yeah, I
0: think he's not far off
3: beating oh, it. Is he? Yeah, I think he's not. I think he's not
4: far off beating it. Oh, you
0: said you'd watch a bit of German <laughs> football. <are> you? <laughs> Sticks me up honey. there. <laughs> are
4: we neck and neck? Neck and neck, six off. Right. Who am I? I made my international debut for. Brazil in 1993 and scored in the game. I played in two World Cup finals and my club career saw me play in Brazil, Italy, Angola, Spain, Greece and Uzbekistan. Alright, here's your options. Denilson, Roberto Carlos or Rivaldo?
3: I'm going to say
0: Rivaldo. Denilson.
4: Rivaldo.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had no idea. To different. be fair,
4: I'd gone Me, I don't know why. I just thought he I, just chipped all I open. just, I
3: just think that Rivaldo looks like he chased, chase the cash <laughs> as
4: soon as I can't he went. Believe he played in Uzbekistan. Well, that,
3: that's I was thinking. Yeah, but, you know, there's not enough cash in there. No, but I bet he was about forty-six when he played there. Yeah, hundred percent. Still
0: rolling round after that ball at his knee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely killed him off that.
4: Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So last one. Love is seven six. All right, So. Just make sure you win this <laughs> I told you I've got no time for it. I'll know for next time. <laughs> In what league is the concept of a designated player a feature? MLS, Liga Premier de Mexico, or a Turkish Super League?
0: MLS. MLS.
4: MLS. There we go. Last one <sighs> right each, but Lovey takes it. Oh. with my
0: little German your little German yeah. I was <laughs> sweating I was sweating
4: it was there on AK I was then. wondering
0: you know he you come in wearing layla I in I was a bit, I mean, <laughs> coming with all the beers and stuff AK uh, the Beckham rule I didn't know I didn't know
4: about this it can have three players yeah
0: yeah yeah he's yeah, it's, it's, it, it the, the interesting thing is, if you have if you if you have the extra, you yeah. have to. So if you have a fourth player who's over the salary cap, whatever the cost of that player is, you then have to give back to the league so they can distribute to the clubs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's MLS. To be fair, is really interesting.
3: I, I like it, mate. It's, yeah, yeah, I, I like the way they do things. I like the designated player. I think it introduces um, a way for them to bring in young talent because you can't just go. No matter how big, the, rich the clubs are, you can't just go out and just buy all the best players in the world and have yeah. them play for your team. I think it's a little bit. uh I think it's a better structure I, I think they've used it because of the like the American football and the basketball with the drafts and bringing young guys through college and yeah stuff. without
0: promotion and relegation they've got a way they need a way of, of making it balance out over time and go yeah. through sets of cycles yeah but the problem is is that without promotion and relegation close shot and, <laughs> you know and then it's yeah so there's 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 pros and cons to to yeah. the American system but it's, a, it's an interesting model yeah it is definitely yeah
4: right love it takes it so that's your winning streak Keep that in the bag. Let us know how you we got, go. on, got on on the socials. We're going to play Kasabian Fire and then we're going to finish off this uh, two hours just flown by, by the way. Anyway, it's it?
3: absolutely flew, yeah.
4: Um, we're going to finish off with some championship talk. We currently have no great Manchester teams in the championship. Mm-hmm. I've got a cracking little stat for you as well. Manchester Radio.
1: This is your Manchester, your music.
3: Manchester Radio's ethos is to support unsigned and emerging new talent If you would like to get played on Manchester Radio email info at manchesterradio.co.uk
1: This is your Manchester your music
4: You're listening to the Football Man Cave Radio Show live from the city of the footballing universe Manchester Final bit, you ready lovey? I like this bit, this was your question before, weren't it? It was, yeah, I asked you this. Is... Right. Was it
3: yesterday? Did I ask you this? I think it
4: might have been yesterday. Yeah. So currently there's not one Greater Manchester team in the Championship and it, that's not happened for over 10 years. So look today, 2011 was the last time there wasn't a team and, in the Championship and it was Wigan and Bolton and they were both in the Premier League. And it's only been ever been Wigan and Bolton ever since. So the question was, lovey, go on do you remember it um, I don't, don't
3: remember it off the top of my head but will
4: we see a championship a great Manchester team in the championship within the next two years I would honestly
0: say no I can't see it what do you think I think I think Bolton are starting to move mm. um, there seems to be some can't shoots can't see
4: back to back promotions though
0: no 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 I, but, but if there's anyone moving most at the moment it's them you know if you're talking about traction Um you know, we don't know what's going to come off the back of the uh, the Wigan takeover that's finally gone through. That's been a long, long time coming. Yeah. Um, they've got a chance. Um, you know, Burnley, are, you know, are probably the one that you'd look at in the in the Premier League you might slip out. But they, you know, they're doing a fantastic job, and yeah. they've just been taken over as well. And they, I think, that Burnley there to be taken seriously now. Yeah. Um, solid they, team, aren't they? They are, and and you know the. From what I know about the infrastructure at in the club as well, you know, people kind of associate Burnley with their old, but the old Burnley and they're just not. Mm. So, but the one I'd like to see get back in there is uh, Blackburn. Yeah,
3: but like the League One, uh, Championship. I oh, know they're Blackburn. back in there, now Blackburn I are mean, in the Championship. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they, they, I, I like. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Blackburn as a club, so I hope you know. So if we're not counting them in, then 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 it's got to be it's got to be Bolton on the move for me.
4: Bolton on the move. I'm gonna yeah. give you some stats. You ready for this? Right, Rochdale, currently, I think, bottom of League One. Never been in the Championship. Never been higher than, than League One. Uh, Oldham, since they got relegated from the Premier League in 1994, have never had a promotion. Really? Yeah. Wow. Their last promotion was 1991 up to Division One and obviously became the Premier League. So they were in. Um, they were last in the Championship in 1997. And then since then, they've just gone downhill i, I that blew my mind that so what's that 30 years is it
3: am i wrong i think you're wrong mate i think it's not
4: no 2001 two, yeah 30 years
3: 30, 30 years since years? their last the, promotion since they've ever had a promotion yeah
4: it's crazy and it's Salford obviously league 2 that's the highest they've ever been bolton um they were last in championship in 2019 last in the premier league 2011 wigan last season obviously what what happened happened mm. Uh, they were last in Premier League in 2013 Stockport County they're going alright in the National League 2002 last time they were in Championship and Berry, obviously non-existent but uh, 1999 last time they were in Championship <sighs> that's bad going out in it yeah. so basically the last team outside of Wigan and Bolton was Stockport County to be in Championship
3: you would never think that would you nope. when you've got Oldham Rochdale I, I, I find
4: well. the Oldham never getting a promotion in 30 years mind-blowing Yeah, yeah. What sort? I mean, the fans. No wonder the fans are cranky on social media. I think they've had nothing, have they?
0: No, I think, I think, unfortunately, and you know, this is not, it's probably not, don't, don't work so well for our clubs as what I'm about to say. But the reality of it is, is that you've seen football start to polarise over the years. You know, the kids wake up, they what they read the papers, they watch the thing they play FIFA. You know, they're playing with the players from the Premier League, aren't they? And the Premier League's model is to kind of just kind of just grow aggressively all the time and. You know, if you live in those areas, there's so many clubs in Greater Manchester. Yeah, such a d- dense area of football, which is great, but also in this case, probably has a bit of a curse. And those teams are fighting, aren't they, to, to, to get the attention of the locals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of people who talk about why wh- why and whether the, the the football pyramid at the top level in the pro in the pro game should be four divisions and maybe not three. Mm. And I think there's an argument there. To be had, um, probably not for now, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, I've got no, <laughs> need another hour or so. That one. But um, but yeah, and I think that that's probably what's happened over time. You know, the, the the mass media aspect of it makes you watch the Premier League, yeah. so you don't but go you look to the at game it
4: now at the minute. Literally, Premier League football. I know my wife, Leanne she is absolutely fuming with the amount of Premier League football. Because <laughs> yeah. then there's not much Championship and then below that, League One, League Two, is literally here and there, and it's nothing. And but- in Conference
3: do you not think like now when hopefully when Covid lifts and stuff like that that, would these clubs not be doing a massive push to get fans into the ground ready for because that that might be a little funnel into really rooting for your club because I remember like you just touching on Blackburn before I remember when I was at high school you um, used to give free tickets to Blackburn games we used
4: to have it in Rochdale
3: yeah, yeah. yeah free tickets. and you used to go and then most of my mates became Blackburn fans yeah, yeah. just because they got give free tickets yeah. and I think that's a really good way to be. <laughs> well,
4: it's a community thing as well yeah. as kids like 15 and 16 yeah. year olds we used to go on a Tuesday night it was always a Tuesday night game or like Sky Sports I think went to Rochdale once but you buzzed obviously because you've never really been to a like a, a football stadium yeah. and you went with your mates and mm. obviously you all went after school and yeah I think it's I think there's got to be such a massive push for Greater Manchester or just the smaller teams to try and get people in because I think people are becoming so detached from Premier League football now with VAR and the way they're prancing about and you, know, when you, you touch them and they're falling over I think you watch non-league football me and my mate Shakes go and watch non-league football and it's it's proper football
0: well the thing is that the the, the, the AFL are missing a trick with it yeah. for me which is you know uh, and I don't want to, you know, damage my own brand as a, as a non-league <laughs> person. But but the reality of it is that they're missing the trick. Is that they, they can, you know, football at the top levels become sanitised. Yeah, right. It, it, it is clean and sanitised the way that football is delivered to you. Digital, it's, 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 it's sit in your seat, it's say sat down, it's watch the game, it's you know, have your 10 pound pie, you know what I mean? It's whatever, you know, it's you know, it, it, your you can't pound watch half bottle. yeah, you can't... Well, yeah, in the back, not watching the game, yeah, you know. Yeah. And
4: I think that and then you end up, by the way, watching it on TV and you think, I might as well stay <laughs> exactly. <it> at home, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And
0: so, uh, you know, it's all about the, the the production and delivery. Whereas, you know, if, if the EFL actually, you know, if I've given them any advice, it'd be detach yourself from. The TV the TV deals yeah. split your league up accordingly if League two was allowed to operate like non-league right mm. and you could have the kids moving around and you could have a beer watching the watching the game and you could bring that community spirit back in mm. I think it, you know League two could thrive yeah
2: But yeah, yeah. well,
0: because they they're bound by the rules of the whole EFL and they've got it's you know it's strict it's you know big boys football it's you know then then you, you there isn't there isn't the community buy-in because it cause it feels like pro and yeah. it is pro. Don't get me wrong, but it but there's you, they should build their own grey area yeah, yeah. and and, and yeah. I think that'd help
3: thrive because well the the clubs they're not they've not hit that high peak level of Premier League football no. have they? So look, like you said about the the community that they could build is is a must because when you go to when when I, when I played like. And and the grounds was even half full. The atmosphere was unreal. Yeah, because you had you had the kids there, you had the dads there. That's it. It was just it was just class. Because like, they're never
0: going to pick FIFA up and, and 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 you know and play off Oldham. <laughs>
3: no, unless
4: I, you know, like know. me and love it. Eh? like a bit of a challenge. Well, yeah, and we do the old and old supreme yeah, but, but
0: we're old. Yeah. <laughs> we're like kids. <laughs> you know, they, they're bothered about the the, the, the yeah. celebration. They can press a button and it does, yeah. and all that. And, and yeah. you, you know, to do that, you've got to score goals, and you, you, they're not so up for the challenge necessarily of, 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 of you know taking a team something. all the way. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of instant gratification, isn't it? You get that in the Premier League. It's delivered like that in the Premier League. Yeah. But but if 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 the EFL lower regions would detach a bit, maybe do a deal with a different area, maybe be on you know. I'm giving it all away. Here. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe beyond tradi- tra- tra- terrestrial TV. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, th- 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 there's there's things they can do.
3: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I I would like to see just to, to go back on your question. I'd like I'd like to see uh, Bolton back in there, yeah. back in the prem. I just think what's what Sam Allardyce did with him and stuff, yeah. and like you said, they're probably the closest to getting into the championship. But
4: then, like I said, the most with more momentum. They've I got think, momentum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think watch the other down, Wigan more or less I reckon will be down Salford will probably stay yeah Oldham will stay hopefully Stockport I mean that league too might be a, an op-ed for Greater Manchester teams to hopefully push up yeah. but I think yeah, if anyone you'd put your money on Bolton wouldn't you mm. right well, that's it fellas thank you very much it's been a good two hours hasn't it just flew
3: by absolutely crazy Can't, stuff yeah. we're here next it.
4: week 6 <laughs> o'clock um, get on our socials for next week it's football man cave right across the uh Right across the social media. This has been the Football Man Cave Show, live on Manchester Radio. Uh, See you next week.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.